God bless you all. Happy, happy days. I hope you're all well and just manifesting the word of God. Something just came into mind and I thought I'd just share it. Um, the last couple of seasons, I'd say this season actually, I've had an urge to pray for the body of Christ rather than praying for myself. And, you know, God always um, prays for us you know Jesus is seated at the right hand of our father interceding for us in prayer as well and you know we see from the word of God that Jesus Christ always spent time praying and he always told us that we always ought to pray and not to faint not and we've seen many examples of the value of prayer the church in Acts chapter 12 verse 5 prayed together as one body to facilitate the, the the rescue and the release of of Peter, you know, when he was captured in jail, we see the value of the unity of the body of Christ in Acts chapter one verse fourteen, where they all went into the upper room, including Mary, and and were praying. And then in Acts chapter two verse one, being in one accord, being in one single mind, body and spirit, that is when the Holy Spirit descended. And, you know, um, the Holy Spirit was just having a word with me and he said, um, how many people get to pray for the nations? How many people get to pray for the body of Christ? I mean, this is a tall order. It's a huge mantle to carry because when you're praying for nations, you're praying against principalities that are troubling those nations. When you're praying for the body of Christ, you're praying against the principalities that are out to destroy the body of Christ. And these are, they sound intimidating, they sound crazy, but you know, these are jobs that have to be done. And God has given us as saints, as his people, as his followers, as his children, as the sons of the Most High God, that responsibility to just intercede for the body of Christ because we all you know come together as a body we all have different functions we have different roles we have different responsibilities but we all come and make up the body of Christ and you know we just speak of it sometimes I just say it the body of Christ but do we really understand what we mean by the body of Christ it means this is the the rem- the remnant of Christ in us the the because you know the head is Jesus Christ yes but his body is us that means it it manifests the word when God says he abides in us and we abide in him he's in us and and we are in him and so this is a powerful revelation that I think we do take for granted because if we do realize that Jesus Christ is truly in us and manifests in us then in his image and his likeness, we have capacities and capabilities to do great and mighty things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. And so, do we pray for the body of Christ? Do you pray for the saints? Do you pray for your church? Do you pray for your leaders? Do you pray pray for your congregation? Are your prayers mostly just prayer requests for your personal um, needs? Does it include the body of Christ? Does it include the saints? Does it include your country? Does it include the leadership in your country or your society, the city that you live in? 
and it made me think of the term watchers and so I was wondering who are the watchers in the word and watchers basically were of two types the watchers were angels that were um, messengers of God I believe that was um, revealed in Daniel chapter 4 verse 17 where there was a decree made by the watchers um, and it's for this has been decreed by the messengers that's the new living translation you know they say it means watchers as well in Aramaic it is commanded by the holy ones so that everyone may know that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world he gives them to anyone he chooses even to the lowliest of people so this was basically a decree from the angels when um Nebuchadnezzar you know had his dream about the tree and then he ended up being um, cast and sent out into the wilderness as a beast for seven years and then we get to see different types of human watchers and these were basically people who would guard the city people who would man the city who would look yonder at the entrance and see if there was um, any attack coming, any messengers coming, if there's something new, something brewing. And for example, in Judges chapter 1 verse 24, it says, And the watchers see a man coming out from the city and say to him, Show us, we pray thee, the entrance of the city, and we have done thee, with thee kindness. You know, um, in Judges chapter 9 verse 25, it says, And the townsmen of Shechem, put secret watches on the tops of the mountains and they made attacks on all who went by on the road and took their goods and word of this came to Abimelech you know um, Judges chapter 20 verse 36 so the children of Benjamin saw that they were overcome and the men of Israel had given way before Benjamin putting their faith in the watches who were to make the surprise attack on Gibeah you know, Judges 20, 37, and the watchers rushing on Gibeah and overrunning it, put all the town to the sword without mercy. First Samuel chapter 26, verse 4, David sent out watchers and got word from them that Saul was certainly coming. So we get to see watchers were people who looked out for the city. Watchers were people who were the first line of defense for the city if anything was happening if they were noticing anything um, from a distance from the horizon giving messages to take into the city and i think that's the role that we play as a body of christ we are watchers to our cities we are watchers to our society we are watchers to nations we are watchers to the body of christ do we actually look out for the body of christ do we look out for the saints do we look out for um, the city that we live in do we look out for our nations do we look out for our countries if we don't we need to start taking that responsibility to do so God expects us to do so you know we, we're not working alone we're working with the grace of God we're, la- we're working with the armies that God has provided to back us up and so just the same way we have a role to pray for our personal needs we also have a role to pray for the body of Christ and so God led me to Daniel chapter 9 you know um, I think for me it was more of an observation of there's so much division and so much um, rivalry 
in the body of Christ between different denominations and yet we follow one person and that's Jesus Christ and so God led me to Daniel chapter 9 and that was the prayer Daniel made it was a prayer that Daniel made to God regarding the Israelites when they had strayed away and they were literally not following the word of God and not following the precepts and the commands of God and Daniel went on a fast he went on a fast he wasn't eating and he was praying and he took on the burden of the Israelites and I think that was a humbling lesson for me because Daniel was a prophet he was living his life according to Christ he was coming at a time where you know Jeremiah had already prophesied the, the, the destruction of Israel and here he was taking the burden that the Israelites had caused upon themselves and he stood in front of God and said it was him he was interceding on behalf of the Israelites he also made himself just as culpable as the Israelites in terms of the sin that they committed and Daniel says this prayer not from a position of a high priest saying I'm asking you to forgive the Israelites but he's praying and petitioning God as somebody who has sinned as well and this was humbling because he takes a humbling role to accept the sins of his colleagues the sins of his people the sins of his family the sins of his community even though he had not done anything and it makes me question do we do the same thing as the body of Christ do we say that because it's not there it's not my area I've not sinned I'm not engaged in rebellious activity I'm not that lukewarm Christian do I have to take the sins of the saints that are engaging in iniquity in, 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 in iniquity or any rebellious nature that is upsetting God and you know the revelation I've had is if we take on the attitude of Daniel if we automatically just say that it's not really about who has done what but standing in the gap standing as a watcher saying yes we see the destruction we see the chaos we see the 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 sin the rebellion but we stand as watchers to petition for mercy from God on behalf of the saints on behalf of the body of Christ on behalf of the rivalry of churches on behalf of the disagreeing churches the disagreeing leaders if we come together and have that attitude i can almost guarantee that there'll be supernatural amazing results that would just shock the whole world and so i'm just going to end this revelation um with daniel chapter 9 and um I'm just going to say the prayer because it's very powerful. And I would urge you as you do your normal prayers, as you do your normal petitions and your supplications to Christ, as you hear from God, as you meditate on the word as well, take time to just speak the confession of Daniel, the prayer of Daniel and see what the Lord will do. Because last time I checked when Daniel prayed this prayer, the angel appeared to him. And he had a message for him. And so if we get to do this, then I know that we will be activating the ministry of angels. And God shall surely have a message for us. And so this is Daniel chapter 9 from verse 4. And it runs all the way down to 19. 
and I pray that when you say this prayer that the angel Gabriel himself will come and have a word for you from God. I pray to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commands. But we have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and scorned your commands and regulations. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets who spoke on your authority to our kings and princes and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are in the right, but as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true of all of us, including the people of Judah, Jerusalem, and all Israel, scattered near and far. At this point, you can put your city, you can put your town, you can put your nation, you can put your church, you can even say the saints, the body of Christ. Wherever you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you, O Lord, we and our kings, princes, and ancestors are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God, for we have not followed the instructions he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All the body of Christ, aka Israel, has disobeyed your instruction and turned away refusing to listen to your voice so now the solemn curses and the judgments written in the law of moses the servant of god have been poured down on us because of our sin you have kept your word and done to us and our rulers exactly as you want never has there been such a disaster as happened in jerusalem never there has been such a disaster as happened in the body of christ Every curse written against us in the law of Moses has come true, yet we have refused to seek mercy from the Lord our God by turning from our sins and recognizing his truth. Therefore the Lord has brought upon us the disaster he prepared. The Lord our God was right to do all of these things, for we did not obey him. Our Lord, our God, you brought lasting honor to your name, by rescuing your people from Egypt in a great display of power. But we have sinned and are full of wickedness. In view of all your faithful mercies, Lord, please turn your furious anger away from your city, the body of Christ, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. All the neighboring nations mock the body of Christ, Jerusalem, and your people because of our sins and the sins of our ancestors. O oh, our God, Hear your servant's prayer. Listen as I plead for your own sake, Lord. Smile again on your desolate sanctuary. Oh my God, lean down and listen to me. Open your eyes and see our despair. See how your city, the city that bears your name, lies in ruins. We make this plea, not because we deserve help, but because of your mercy. Oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, listen and act. For your own sake, do not delay. O oh my God, for your people and your city, bear your name. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. If you say this prayer as frequently as you can, I can guarantee you that you'll have a word from God through his archangel. The word is for our learning. So we need to learn from this. 
it's high time we become watchers of our city. It's high time we become watchers of the body of Christ. Take care. God bless.